Welcome to the Lakeside Church Podcast. This is the Message Podcast, October 11th. Ryan is in the second week of a three-week sermon series, Open Letter. You can go back and listen to the first week on this podcast if you missed it, or you can find us and the replays, full replays with worship music on youtube.com slash lakesidelife or on Facebook, facebook.com slash mylakeside. Make sure you follow us on Facebook and subscribe on YouTube so you can see all of the new live gatherings that we have being released. You can also join us. Currently, we're having our weekend gatherings at 10 a.m. outdoors and online for the time being. And you can find us uh, also on our website, lakesidechurch.com. The live gatherings are there. Uh, live streamed on YouTube, Facebook, and on the website. Uh, We also, this week, you may have noticed, uh, go ahead and subscribe to the podcast because we have a new segment midweek called Lakeside Life. And those are just conversations with our community and community members about their transformation and the transformation that is happening here at Lakeside Church. So there's some feel-good stories. There's some real stories. It's just a very real relational and hopeful segment that we get to do some behind-the-scenes stuff. And you get to learn a little bit more about our pastors and some other members of our community and hear a little bit more about their stories and and use that to help fuel you between weekends. So that's going to be part of this podcast. You don't have to do anything to get that. You just have to make sure that you hit subscribe and then you're going to have that downloaded automatically in the middle of the week as well. Check those out. Our creative arts protege, Jacob, does a fantastic job hosting them. My name is Nicholas. I'm the director of communications. So great to have you joining us this morning uh, or at whatever time you're listening. And I'm going to get things over to Ryan and have him go continue with his second week of an open letter. How's everybody doing this morning? Good. Man, what a morning. It is beautiful. I noticed uh, something that I hadn't appreciated before is that my mask keeps my face warm. (laughs) I took it off and all of a sudden I was getting a little chilly. Make sure that stays. We are so glad you're here. If you're joining us online, welcome to Lakeside Online. And for those of you that are here on the Hillside Lawn, man, it is so cool to be with you again. We had to take last weekend and go Lakeside Online only due to uh, the air quality. And that's always a challenge for us as a church staff. And when we're looking at things, we're, we're trying to make decisions based on projections. And projections are like watching the weather and it never seems to go the way as planned. Uh, last week, we saw in the forecast that Thursday there was supposed to be rain. And you, you guys know that I'm from the Northwest and my family's from the Northwest. And so we saw rain in the forecast. And I haven't seen my wife that happy in so long. And then the rain didn't happen. It didn't come, and it was a big letdown. And last week, we were making decisions based on the air quality to get ready for the weekend, and we're looking at it, and it says, okay, this looks like it's not going to be that good, and we make the decision, and we're like, we're going online only. We want to make sure we're watching out for everybody's health and well-being. And then Sunday morning arrives, and we walk out, and it was pretty much like this. And I was like, oh, man, we could have been together, but... We still had a great weekend, and and we really believe that God's doing some amazing things as we gather together and as we seek to follow after him. And so I just want to open us up in prayer and then dive in today. Can you guys pray with me? Lord Jesus, we just thank you for who you are. 
We thank you for all that you have done for us. We thank you that you meet us where we're at, that regardless of if we're online, if we're here in person, if we're indoors, if we're outdoors, wherever we are, Lord, that you meet us where we're at. And Lord, that your church is a place for us, a place where we can come and we can grow and we can sing and we can have community. And Lord, we're so thankful for that. God, let us reflect you in all that we do. We pray this in Jesus' holy name. Amen. Well, last week we started a new series. It's called An Open Letter. And I shared with you about how this letter concept is the idea that each of us carries a message in our lives. That we communicate things to the world around us and we, we are reflecting things that influence us as we go throughout our lives. And a lot of times, maybe we aren't aware that we're being read by everyone that we encounter. That we carry a weight. It is a beautiful and terrifying way of responsibility in our lives as we go about our day-to-day encounters and how we reflect Jesus. But we talked about how that weight shouldn't be pressure. It should actually be something where we feel relief from things in our lives because of the grace and mercy of Jesus. And that's what we are communicating. And this came from 2 Corinthians chapter 3, verse 3, where it said this. It says, you show that you are a letter from Christ, the result of our ministry, Written not with ink, but with the spirit of the living God, not on tablets of stone, but on tablets of human hearts. That Jesus is using you as his open letter to the world, to be read by everyone, to reflect and communicate who he is. But there's something that we have to really unpack. I left you with a question last week, and that question was this. What is the content of your letter? As you look at your day-to-day life and as you look at how you follow Jesus, what's the content of your letter? What are people reading through your life? What messages are you sending to the world around you? Because there's something about the content. I think sometimes we, we downplay the content of a letter. But the thing about content in a letter is a content is the core tenet of a letter. And the content of the letter actually reflects on the sender of the letter. That when there's a letter and you read it, that content gives you insight. It gives you perspective on the sender's character, desires, views, everything. And so what is the content of your letter? Because if our lives are the letter and Jesus is the sender, then what is our content saying about Jesus? With the way that we interact, with the way that we talk to people, with the attitudes we portray, with the things that we advocate for, with the way that we care for our family and look out for those around us, what is the content of our letter saying about Jesus? Is it reflecting the hope of Jesus? Perhaps we need to evaluate and do some editing on the content of our letter. I mean, think of it in in this way. What is the content of, of your letter? Is there something in your life that maybe doesn't communicate grace? 
that maybe doesn't communicate hope, that maybe doesn't communicate love, that maybe doesn't communicate redemption and reconciliation, that maybe there's something about the content of your letter that is not reflective of Jesus. So let's do a little uh, social experiment just to kind of get a baseline. Are you guys okay with that? Like two of you? Awesome. This is going to be a great experiment. Uh, so here we go. Content of your letter. We're going to see kind of the baseline of the content of your letter. Okay? So I'm going to say something, and you're supposed to give me the appropriate response back. Okay? Uh, <laughs> are we awake? Okay. So I'm going to say something. You're going to say the appropriate response back. Right? Okay. So like, Hi. Okay, that doesn't really reflect the content of your letter because that's just very nominal. But let's say, okay, let's say I say C. This is where you're supposed to say Hawks. Oh, see, now here's the content of your letter that's being reflected to me. It, was that gracious? I mean, I don't want to judge you guys, but come on. I mean, we know who God's team is. And so when, when we're looking at that, it is one of those things where your content should have been like unabashedly hopeful and celebratory. Now, that obviously doesn't really mean anything. Don't take that too seriously. But... When we encounter things in the world around us, we are communicating a message and our response to those things around us is part of our content. And does that content point to the sender? Now, I think it's safe to say that all of us want to have meaningful lives. That all of us want to have something in our lives that has an impact, that creates a benefit. We want to have significance. We want to have influence. Every single person, to a greater or lesser degree, desires to have some sort of impact in the world. But we have to evaluate what that impact is, and that impact stems from the content of our lives, and that content is influenced by what we're taking in. What are we allowing to influence the content of who we are? Are we allowing people who say that money is the measure of success and wealth is the ultimate goal in life and so our content is influenced by ambition and selfishness? Are we influenced by the idea that I matter more than anyone else and therefore what's best for me is all that matters and so the content that we are communicating is egotism and self-preservation? Are we responding to things in this world with anger and fear and slander and frustration and so that the content of our letter that is supposed to reflect on the sender is communicating fear? It's communicating hopelessness. It's communicating that we don't have something to trust in. Or is the content of our letter hope and grace Love and redemption, beauty. The content of our letter reflects on the sender. And I'm pretty sure we would all agree that when we look at the sender, we see love and grace and hope and mercy and reconciliation and redemption and renewal. We don't see condemnation. We don't see anger. We don't see slander or malice. 
the content of our letter influences the way in which the world views the sender. You know, I've heard it said oftentimes that Christianity should not be judged by Christians because we are bound to fail, but that we should, it should be judged by Jesus alone. But then I also hear on, on the other side that, well, we may be the only Jesus that someone ever sees. And so when we look at that, there's this balance that has to happen because, yes, to see Christianity and following Jesus for the truth that it is, the best place to look is at Jesus and Jesus only. However, if we are the only person that may reflect Jesus to someone else, we are giving them that first impression. And first impressions are lasting impressions. And lasting impressions rarely lead to a deeper look. And so we can't default to this idea of just look at Jesus. No, look at us as we reflect Jesus, and then we can lead you towards Jesus. That's the content of our letter. In the book of 1 Corinthians, if you have your Bibles, I'd encourage you to open up 1 Corinthians chapter 10. We're going to look at a passage here. And if you are using your phone, you can go to the Version app. Go down to the bottom, click more, and then events, and then Lakeside should pop up. But this passage from the Apostle Paul, he's writing to the church in Corinth. And he says this, starting in verse 31. So whether you eat or drink or whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God even as I try to please everyone in every way. For I am not seeking my own good, but the good of man, so that they may be saved. I'm not seeking my own good, but the good of man, the good of many, so that they may be saved. Now, that may be a familiar passage. It may not. But let me kind of give you the, um, the RIV version. So this is the Ryan International Version. And the way that it translates is to this. Do everything as a representation of Jesus. Don't let your actions or words lead those who don't know Jesus or those that do get the wrong picture of him. Live in such a way that you are looking to the benefit of all people, whether they know Jesus or not, because we want to represent Jesus well so others are drawn to him. The content of our letters should draw people into Jesus. It should reflect on the sender. And notice in this passage, one of the most significant things, whether you eat or drink, whatever you do, do it all for the glory of God. Do not cause anyone to stumble, whether Jews, Greeks, or the church of God. That means that we have a responsibility in the content, in the message that we are sending to those that don't know Jesus yet. To those that we would consider perhaps the others. And so our content should always be about reflecting Jesus well. And I don't know about you, but my content doesn't always reflect Jesus well. Does yours? No, and, and sometimes it's not even the content that I'm necessarily sending out directly to people. It might be the content that I'm just holding inside and, and that comes out in weird ways. I, I was looking for a car this weekend. You guys ever shop for a car? 
it, it is one of those things that for me does not always bring out like the best in my Jesus character. I get frustrated and, and I'm just like, just leave me alone. And I don't know what to do. And, and it, I was kind of, do you guys get anxious? Like that knot in your chest and you just can't, ugh. And I was looking at a car and it kind of was like, oh, this seems great. You know, I, I like it, all this stuff. And then going through the process and, and it turns out, you know what, this just isn't the right car for us. It's out of our price range and, and all of these things. And I think that would be the end of it. And then the phone keeps ringing. The text messages keep coming. And I'm sitting there, I've just got this anxiety. And I'm talking to my wife with my children with an earshot, and I'm just like, what is with these people? Like, ah! And the content of my heart was reflecting frustration, reflecting anger, reflecting disappointment and discouragement, and all of these things, and something so minor and so trivial. Or maybe my content comes out in the way that I interact with other drivers. I talked about that before. That no one drives as good as I do. And so when I'm interacting with other drivers, maybe I'm communicating something that doesn't reflect Jesus. Or maybe it has to do with the way that I interact online. That Facebook post that just rubs me the wrong way, and how am I responding to that? How am I engaging that? And does what I say, the content that I am putting out there, reflect the sender? Does it really point to Jesus? That's what we have to be aware of. Whether we eat or drink, do whatever we do to the glory of God. From the most mundane to the most significant. From how you raise your children and the responsibility and the significance of that to how you interact with the teller at the bank or the cashier at the grocery store. Whatever we do, we do it to the glory of God so that we don't cause anyone to stumble. Because we want our letters content to reflect Jesus. Yesterday, uh, I was following along on uh, Instagram, watching a guy uh, that I know uh, down in Southern California. We went to college together. He's a pastor down there. We don't know each other well, but have kind of kept tabs on each other throughout our careers. Um, And his name's Jay Hewitt. And Jay's a a pastor in uh, Orange, uh, California. And several years ago, Jay was diagnosed with brain cancer. And so Jay, as treatment, he went up to San Francisco, and he had an operation. He had a surgery to hopefully remove the cancer and and help him to heal and move forward in his life. So he had the surgery and, and went about his life, and the cancer came back again. And he went and he had another surgery, went about his life, and the cancer came back again. This time, as the cancer came back and they were exploring treatment options, Jay decided something. He decided that he wanted to communicate something to his daughter, that he wanted the content of his life to have an impact on her life. So he said, you know what? I'm battling cancer and I'm going to go through the treatments, but I'm going to do something. I'm going to do something hard because I want my daughter to know that fear doesn't win and I can do hard things. And all of that was foundational in his relationship with Jesus. And so he decided during his treatments that he was going to do an Ironman. 
And for those of you that don't know, Ironman is a, it's a triathlon. And it's a triathlon that is uh, considered one of the most difficult sporting events in the world. And the reason for that is, is that an Ironman consists of three different disciplines. You start off with a 2.4-mile swim, and you get out of the water, and you go to the transition zone, and you hop on your bicycle, and you ride your bike for 112 miles. And then once you're done with the bike ride, you come back, and you go back into the transition zone, and you put on your running shoes, and you run 26.2 miles, a full marathon. Overall, you will accumulate during this race 140.6 miles, and you have to get it done in under 17 hours. The professionals that do this can accomplish this in under eight hours. It is phenomenal to watch. And Jay decided, this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to do an Ironman. I am going to show that fear doesn't win and we can do hard things. And that is the content of my letter that Jesus has placed in me. And I'm going to send it out to the world and show my daughter. And so Jay would go and he would have his chemo treatment. And then he would go for a 15-mile run. And then he would go and he would have another treatment and he would go and swim and then he would do a bike ride. And throughout the last several months, Jay has been training for it. But then something happened, COVID. And with COVID coming, all of the Ironman races were canceled. And that could have been the stopping point. That could have been the excuse for Jay to say, you know what, it's just not going to work out. And, you know, it was a great run. But instead, Jay kept going. He said, I'm going to do a solo Ironman. I'm going to do it by myself. I'm going to accomplish it. And the Ironman Foundation, their philanthropic part of their organization, got behind Jay. They actually had invited him to do his race in Kona, which is the world championship for Ironman. And it was supposed to be this weekend in Kona, Hawaii. But instead, Ironman came to Jay in Newport, California yesterday. And Iron Man celebrated Jay. It was a beautiful thing to watch. As he did his swim, he did his bike, and the community rallied around him. The police officers on their motorcycles were escorting him the whole way for his 112-mile bike ride. And the community rallied, and Jay finished this Iron Man race yesterday. And he communicated something. Yeah, it was amazing. The content of his letter to his daughter was that fear doesn't win and we can do hard things because we have Jesus. But what Jay didn't know is when he undertook this thing, it wasn't about anything more than his relationship with his daughter and what he wanted to communicate because he knows that, that life is not guaranteed and he doesn't know what the outcome's going to be. And so he wants to send a message from Jesus through his life to his daughter. And so he's communicating to her. But what he didn't realize was that the content of his letter was reflecting on the sender, not just to his daughter. Because as I watched that yesterday, I was impacted by it. And countless numbers of others were watching and following along, and many of them didn't know Jesus, and they were impacted by it because his content was reflective of his sender. The message will not be lost. And Jesus chose to use us as his open letter to the world, you and me, to be his open letter to the world to send his message of hope and grace and reconciliation and redemption. You get to be a part of that, but you have to make sure that your content is reflective of the sender. 
And so as we go out into our lives, I would ask that we evaluate what's the content of who, who we are. What message are we sending? I want to end with this. Paul, in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, just after the passage we read earlier, he says this, follow my example as I follow the example of Christ. What if we took that as our marching orders for our letters from Jesus? That we're saying to the world, follow us as we follow Christ. Because our content shows who the sender is and what the sender is like. Follow my example as I follow Christ. May that be what we declare to the world around us as the content of our letter reflects on Jesus. Will you pray with me? Lord Jesus, we thank you that you, that you use us. And Lord, we ask that you would guide us into representing you well. May the content of our lives show who you truly are. May our letters show the beauty of the sender. Lord, we are in awe of what you've done in us. And Lord, use us to transform others. Use us to draw others nearer to you. Lord, be with us today and be with us this week. We give you all the praise and all the glory, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Thanks so much for joining us for the Lakeside Message Podcast. We hope you have a great week. Again, follow us on Facebook, facebook.com slash mylakesideyoutube, uh, youtube.com slash lakesidelife. Uh, hit subscribe to the podcast to make sure you get automatic downloads for each weekend sermon series and then for our new midweek segment, Lakeside Life. Have a great day, guys. Bye-bye.